0: well and i think the ability to share knowledge experiences or information with other individuals who are passionate about what they do mate, on that subject you have a look at this room and what you've built yourself you should be very proud of and it's Thank an honor so to be much. here as well mate so um Appreciate continue it. your journey and continue your passion and I, I look forward to seeing you strive and succeed and i'll be back
1: Life, Mr. Jeffrey Morgan, how are you? Good, thanks. All right, so for um, pretty sure a lot of people watching know who uh, who you are, but for those who don't, um, Jeffrey is a lifestyle coach and he, he's worked f- over the last 20 years, maybe Correct. more, uh, to help empower people through sustainable, enjoyable, healthy lifestyle habits and rituals. And uh, what's really inspiring for me is your story, and where you came from, and how it all started, and the journey that you've, you've been through um, to the point that we're at today. And so, um, you know, your accomplishments and the things that you've, you've done, all the work that you've done with um, organizations like New South Wales Health, Ministry of Health, New South Wales Education, and the list goes and on and on, City of Sydney, the NRL, Um, you've done a lot of incredible work and what I'm interested to know is how did that journey start and how did you get to this point?
0: I think one of the most important things uh, I recognised was the transition from where I was to where I am now and the ability of everything that I learned in between and to be able to then pass that on to any individual to high performance their life probably is the best way of putting it and i think to give some sort of perspective and context of the conversation growing up where i did it was an area that was notorious for the wrong reasons a lot of drugs a lot of alcohol domestic violence it was a badge of honor to go to jail uh, and it was just total war at the time there was a lot of riots with the police at the time as well Uh, to take away the lessons learned from there and to be able to really shift and start the transition being you know my morals values and beliefs were set from that environment and over a period of time i started to realize hey what i've learned in this environment is actually wrong yeah and as much as i wanted to fit in it wasn't making me happy in life. Yeah. I had, you know, I grew up in a community, Aboriginal community and Redfern, Everly Street Redfern was a Aboriginal community that was really well known, as I said, but for me, it was great to be connected to culture, but what we were doing as a community and the perception external, yeah, the internal as such from where we were, was that we were destructive towards yeah. society and the community. And I think one of the most important things, I started to recognize that. Yeah. And I think that's where my passion, not I think I definitely know that my passion grew from seeing you know, the health issues within our community, mm. the uncles, the aunties, the families that were losing members yeah. way too early. Uh, and I'll give you a classic example. I went up home, which is eight hours out of Sydney, went to see my mother that was buried uh, up home. And I'd noticed my uncles and aunties in the background and I went up to pay my respect and I looked and I realized that they had passed on at 39 and 41 respectively. And I think for me to be able to see that probably at about the age of 12 and start to recognize that the behaviors, the habits, the rituals that we had ingrained within ourselves from the morals, values and beliefs that were formed from within the community I started to recognize at a very young age that they were destructive, not only to ourselves, but to the rest of the, you know, the community and and Australia as such. So I started to transition out of that sort of lifestyle, that way of living to really bring more happiness into my life based around what my
1: happiness was, was actually going to look like. Uh, And it must've been hard to recognize that at a young age, um, all the negative, destructive habits that you've learned because it's it's really easy to pick up things when you're a kid, right? Or young.
0: Absolutely. During Uh, your formative years, that's where everything's developed and formed and that's then... Yeah, you're building these neurological pathways that yep. create an automated response to a particular situation. You know, yep. you, you go near um, water and automatically, if you can't swim, you're like, I don't jump in that water because I know I'll drown. Yep. That's a pathway that's maybe been taught to you by someone of value. And the same principle you know, applied to us within that community. Uh, everyone else external of that was that deep water that was going to get us into trouble. So we stayed within ourselves to feel comfortable, And to be able to change that meant I had to get uncomfortable with being or get comfortable with with being uncomfortable and I think over a period of time at a very very young age I was able to identify that and start to say hey not really sit there and write it out as such but be able to perform at a level where I said I need to change this because I'm not happy and I definitely know those external me weren't happy but as a collective, we felt
1: that we had the support to continue getting through the struggles that we were. Yep. And was there a moment where the light bulb went off? Like, was there uh, perhaps like an event or something that happened to you one night and you said, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to change what I've learned and what I've been conditioned to do.
0: I think what my parents had taught me was from a good place. It comes from love. And I'll give you a great example of this. In general, your parents will cook from the heart. Yeah. Unless they're a dietitian or a nutritionist, they're not going to cook for your health. Yeah. They're cooking from their heart. They're cooking full of love. But sometimes that ends up in a 200 kilo person (laughs) because they eat son, eat son, as an example, right? My mum was a classic example of that. Sure. And I think if I kept down that same path... I would end up over 100 kilos and probably 40 kilos overweight with right. a lot of health issues behind me. Right. And it wasn't because my mum was trying to kill me. She was just doing her best I- with what she knew. To, to her knowledge, yeah. Correct. And the same principle applies to that community. Yeah. We're just doing the best thing that we knew based yeah. around how our survival skills were passed on from the formative years. Right. Um, those neurological patterns and behaviours yeah. that created automated responses until we could recognise something. And I think my grandmother had a huge role in starting to rewire myself. So everything that right. I wanted to do, she constantly grabbed me, would walk me to school as an example, even though I wanted to stay in the community, miss as much school as possible. And by doing that, I was constantly breaking this cycle. Yep. And over a period of time, it got to a moment in 1991 where we had a bit of an incident within the community. Yep. And I just made a conscious decision to move out of it and live by myself and at the time people didn't realize what I was doing and people you know, no doubt hated what I did oh he's not part of our community anymore and so forth he's leaving us behind or correct yeah. And but what they didn't realize was I was just trying to level myself up right. and at that point in time they didn't see that but f- years later it allowed other people to then have the belief that what I did they could do as well because someone had done it from our community yep. and It's, you know, until someone sees what a new uh, pathway for themselves actually looks like, they'll never actually be able to transition into their own happiness, their own clarity
1: around the decisions in life that they want to head towards. Sometimes you can get criticised until you prove them wrong, right? A lot of times, if what you're doing is not something that is common or something that makes a lot of people um, comfortable, the natural thing is to get criticised. Absolutely. Until you prove everyone else or most people that no, you're wrong, I'm right, and I needed to do that for me, for my family, for whoever. Yep. And um, I'm sure after that, obviously, things changed how people. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing I recognized from a
0: very young age was everything needed to be around my own happiness. Life was a very short journey. Yep. At, at, yeah. We we could define that by the amount of years you live, but for me, it's more about the the amount of energy that you live in those years. Right. And and there's a total difference between both. Some people just exist. Some people actually live in us. At some point in time, I'll explain the difference between the both, but in general, for me, I wanted to make sure that i ticked off my boxes around my quality of life the success i wanted in life and the happiness that i wanted to bring into my life those three things have been my pillars since a very young age and identifying that early i then went about making sure that i was doing things that were going to level me up and in the process pick and drag everyone up on the journey as, as well and i think over a period of time People hadn't seen that when I left the community, but over a period of time, they yep. started to say, hey, we can do it because Jeff's done it. Yep. And they started to get a belief that they never had before. And then one would come with me and so forth. And the, the, the beauty of it was there was a more, more positive outcome for the whole community because other people started to create um, better actions around yep. their actions. And, and that meant they were happier, they were more successful, their quality of life went through the roof. And... You know, for me, that's one of the most important things. We see this massive age uh, discrepancy between age expectancy more so yep. between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. And one thing I, I keep talking about with the Ministry of Health, New South Wales Health, is don't worry about the age expectancy. Have a look at the quality of life. Yep. My auntie, as an example, had been pushed around in her community in a wheelchair for a long period of time by her partner, now, that to me is an equality of life. That means that you're depending on somebody else. And that means that your quality of life is then dampened. And to me, that's just existing rather than doing everything that you've wanted to do in your life. And once yep. you're in that position, you know, that that becomes a sour and, yep. and you know, a life that isn't fulfilled around your own happiness. Yep. And once you're in that
1: position, then it's just a lot of sadness and, yep. and heartache. Yeah, and I guess yeah, the quality of life too comes down to um, you know things like that we take for granted, like your energy level, right? So it's one thing to exist for 24 hours a day, sleep, go to work, you know, watch whatever your favorite show, but it's another thing to be able to function on a high level of energy and be really highly productive. And the thing is, a lot of these um you know when you talk about quality of life it's very very subjective and hard to measure absolutely and that's why i guess um not a lot of people realize you know personally for me i didn't use uh, I, I never thought about it that way yep. um and then one day i was like oh you know like your quality of life is is you know all these things you know absolutely. including your energy level absolutely you know even if you're watching a movie you know, even if it's something that's not requiring a lot of energy out of you, yeah. having enough energy to enjoy it and be engaged and, you know, um, to, you know, reflect on it maybe even next Absolutely. day, you know what I mean? That is a whole lot of different um, level than just being like, you know. And, and I guess where you come in as well is helping people really learn how to eat. And like pick the right things and
0: you, you touched on a few things they're Subjective, uh and you actually spoke about I'll give you an example based around what you've just said. Your quality of life during think of your best day ever, right? As you as an individual, whether it was down the beach with your friends, you had the music playing, the sun was out, you're jumping in and out of the water that evening, maybe it was drinking margaritas, maybe it was eating pizza, maybe it was eating a healthy salad. Totally reflective to the individual versus a quality of life on a day like a sunday is an example where you get up the rain's coming down yeah you know, you've got a tin roof you're listening to the rain and you're grateful for life but you're laying there and you have a nice sleep in. but that's improving your happiness because yep. that's what you want to do on that day and that means that you're living in your own happiness that abundance mindset versus somebody who says you know that they try and make a perspective between both and say hey you know unless you're doing the beach day you're not living yeah Uh, not understanding that even on the day when they spend in uh, they spend it in bed for a long period of time listening to the rain they they were constantly thinking about i'm grateful to be alive how good does the rain Mm. sound Ha- I'm letting my body recharge and they're starting to change how they perceive life. You change your language, you change the outcome. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. Yep. And that then creates that new neurological pathway that goes away from your formative years, what you've been taught, your mor- morals, values and beliefs. And all, f- all of a sudden starts to give you a different vision, purpose and why around yep. your own happiness, around your own success. But most importantly, what your perception is of that quality of life and that's where the magic happens because as soon as we get caught up in thinking hey i didn't buy a lamborghini this day or a million dollar house the sun wasn't out i weren't drinking those margaritas with my friends at the end of the day um i was only laying in bed all of a sudden you've had that different perspective and you've started to say you know this isn't as valuable as this and once you do that and you get into a position where your best day wasn't as good as your day where you were you know, laying down on yeah. a Sunday, then you start to obviously look at life as a failure yeah. uh, rather than, hey, I'm still living in my quality of life and my happiness Yeah, and uh, it doesn't have to be packed full of action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, so if we were to you know, think about all the different ingredients and the components that you... Uh, were to put together if if let's say i come to you and i say hey jeff i need i need to be a, a higher performer i need to you know i need to perform better in my life in different aspects personal professional you know yep. or if a company were to come to you and i guess maybe these are two different conversations but how do you break it down let's say someone is listening down and saying hey you know what i want to i want to i want to get up to that level i want to i want to perform better awesome. um What, how would you start and how would you look at it? Firstly,
0: the individual versus the organization are one and the same. And the reason why I say that, if you deal with each individual, you'll get the most out of that individual. And if that individual is in any environment or organization um, or community as an example, they will thrive. And if we're looking after that individual, we know that we'll high performance the individual, which means we get a better return of investment from that person. For me to do that, I look into what I call their invisible backpack. Nice. So everyone carries an invisible backpack. What you carry in it versus what I carry in it are two totally different things. Everyone's been through some form of trauma in their life. And Mm. as we spoke about before, what did you learn during your formative years? Maybe it was your teacher that said you will never amount to anything. Maybe it was even your own parents. Someone of value, a partner had Mm. put you down. People carry that for the rest of their life. And until we unpack that, take it out of our brain, put it down on a piece of paper, and then start to look at how we can rewire our neurological Mm -hmm. responses to what we've been told, we will never allow ourselves to grow and thrive as much as we possibly can. What we do, if we have one incident and we put that into the backpack, it's not too bad. But if you think about everything that's been happening in your life over a period of time, and we constantly put in... You know, I dropped the football in the grand final. Mm. I cheated on my partner. My business failed. And they're all going into your backpack. All of a sudden, you can understand how heavy this backpack is for the individual and how much it's holding them back to be everything that they possibly want to be in their own life. As I said before, it's not me saying, hey, you need a million dollar house and a Ferrari to be successful. What your success looks like is determined by yourself. But if you're not doing it, then you're just Mm. existing as we've spoken about before. And I think until people and and this is what I'd pass on to anybody watching unpack that put it down on paper but also then create solutions on the back end of that because what we do most often in life I'll give you a great example we're together me and a partner as an example for 10 years I cheat on the partner and what ends up happening is the, the partner focuses on that one thing and says hey How's Jeff? And they're like, oh, mate, he's no good. He cheated on me. And we're focusing on that one thing that I brought into the relationship over a 10-year period rather than the hundred things of benefit and value that taught Mm. me and helped me grow and thrive and become a better person, which then trains my mindset to unpack my invisible backpack and allow me to perform at a level to get the most out of my life based around the quality of life, success, and happiness that I want in my life. And once we mm. do that, it becomes a very
1: powerful tool. So for people listening, the invisible backpack, is this. are you referring to the subconscious mind or are you more referring to the things that you constantly think about that are bothering you but you're not really facing them and you're not really looking them in the eyes and saying, hey, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm going to let go.
0: It's a bundle of everything, whether someone's actually told you that, you've experienced that, or you know that's been a part of your environment as an example. You, you, you might have been in a situation where you've even gone to a party and someone's been in a bit of a down or a mood, and all of a sudden that brings that whole party down. The same principle applies when you allow something to come into your life and sit in that invisible backpack for a period of time. Was that somebody telling you that you were no good was it somewhere at work where you had failed not getting the report in on time it was wasn't done properly what's going on with your work do you even know what you're doing as an example and then you transition from that job to the next job yeah. i want to ask the individual and anyone that watches this what do you take you to take all the benefit and value that that last organization Taught You yep. and you go into the next one and you try and high performance yourself to make sure that when you write that report Your boss has made amazing work great work and all of a sudden you've changed that Neurological response from the last boss saying you're not good enough Using what he actually taught you as much as a, some people might look at it as a mistake I say change your language to mm-hmm. change the outcome create a yep. lesson yep. What lesson did you learn what benefit and value did you take away from the lesson and apply? at the next moment in your life. And until you unpack that invisible backpack, I can promise you, you're going to weigh yourself down in this thing we call life. Mm-hmm. And over time, that's going to drown you under, the, you know, pretty much under the full path until you're drowning in your own sorrow and, and hardships.
1: Yeah. I, li- I like that analogy, invisible pack, backpack. It? It's, it's, to me, I look at it as like all the things that are holding you down. Absolutely. Right? Pulling you down, all the things that are just... Um, Putting unnecessary pressure and um, just need to be released. And whether it's words,
0: whether it's an action that's happened, whether it's an environment that you've grown up in. Look, growing up in Redfern was a harsh environment. It taught me so much value, so much character, and I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I hadn't grown up there. Now, being able to educate myself on the flip side of that and put those two together, that's where the power came to allow me to create change around the individual and see exactly where they were what's in your back backpack let's unpack it let's have a look at it and and i'll give you a bit of an example i know that i've talked to people that have gone through massive trauma right through different conversations i know what type of trauma that is they might not know that i know that they might even know that i know that but what i try and elicit is them getting the best situation out of that current situation for the rest of their life because if we dwell on it That'll be our only focus and once you focus on one thing, what are you doing? You're taking away your potential to move forward around your happiness, clarity of life, ha- um, your success and and your quality of life. Yep. That's where the magic happens and once yep. you give people the understanding that, look, it doesn't mean that you just brush it aside and say, hey, what was traumatic for yourself, get over it, but what is your best Option moving forward and once we put that down on paper for the individual and they see what their best option is Designed by them by their own their life's designed by them They then start to apply that through actions that we create together and that allows them to high-performance their life Giving them the best outcome in the situation. They've been through. Yeah, you look you look at someone who's lost legs as an example if we said, you know, you've lost your legs your life's over um move on mm. it's not a solution always find what's the best solution for that individual and you you see so many of them say hey you know what i'm going to play wheelchair basketball as an example right. Go on to represent their country be that resilient determined courageous person who steps up and all of a sudden wasn't that person prior to them mm. being in the situation that they're in They've looked at what benefit and value can I get out of the rest of my life and how can I use the experience to create the best solution and outcomes moving forward rather than saying, hey, I've got no legs and my life sucks. And look, it doesn't mean that they won't have bad days and it doesn't mean that they won't cry. But a majority of their life is spent around being as positive as they can and getting their own happiness, quality of life and and success. To maximize their potential. No way. correct and their potential not mine i'm not saying yep. hey you need to get a ferrari or you're not successful yep. a- and they then design that yep. and we help them design it we then make sure that they're ticking boxes off on a regular basis and i know by doing so it creates a habit and ritual that becomes a part of their dna their software that's planted
1: into their head and they do that without thinking do you find that because um, i used to think about this a lot do you find that comparisons you know me comparing myself or my life to those around me absolutely do you find that um to be a major thing that pulls people back and how do you deal with it because it's not it's not that easy you know you know you've got ton of things around you you know your phone your phone is is, is all it is right as soon as you you know use your phone and go on any social media You're bombarded by people doing other things that maybe you want to do. Maybe you want to be like them. So have you integrated that concept of how to not compare yourself or how to deal with that um, in your life so that you can stay focused on what truly makes you happy? Absolutely. And that's a great question. I'll take you back to the invisible backpack.
0: Sometimes it's not trauma that you need to unpack, but you un- need to unpack what your own happiness looks like, yeah. what your own success looks like, what your own. And I'll keep raving on about this, and yeah. I'll tell you why at the end of it. The habit and ritual that's formed on the back end of your own happiness, success, and quality of life will then be determined by the actions that you take within your life. and if you're doing that on a regular basis somebody can guide you we've got great people Mm. up on this wall here they can guide you and no doubt for us similar to my own community back at the start of the conversation by them seeing the actions that i took allowed them to understand hey we can go into business too why can't we do why can't we have our own business right and i think the perception was the only way we could make money was the wrong way Mm. over time by doing so myself other people within the community started to um, create neurological pathways that allowed others, others to see beyond what they'd been taught in their formative years mm-hmm. and the same principle applies to anybody else out there when you make the focus about trying to be like somebody else you'll never be everything that you can be for yourself yeah. and I think once you focus on being all that you can be around your own success around your own quality of life and uh, around yeah. your own happiness the only thing that's going to happen In your life is that you're going to add layers on a constant basis that allow you to live every bit of life On your terms around your own happiness and and that's where the magic happens Too many people get caught up in a a position where they try and be like somebody else or they're trying to please Somebody Mm -hmm. else and and a a great example is your partner a lot of people in life. They'll meet a partner and That they're like I hope my partner makes me happier Biggest thing I I find is if you both come in happy and you can add an extra layer to that individual, it just multiplies. And then it's almost this abundance or growth mindset together that allows you to grow and both be very happy and very content in the relationship. When you get into a relationship, it's like a pool, right? Mm. You take out chlorine, it turns toxic and green. And the same principle applies. If your partner then goes through a layer on a negative, it then takes that porn turns it toxic. Now, if they do that again, yeah, you know, whether it's something they've been taught or told and they start the, where were you today is an example, jealousy is the example. Yep. Um, let me check your phone, it's starting to become toxic, right? Mm. Where were you today checking your clothes? That's not a, that's an unhealthy environment. And that mm-hmm. pool's starting to turn green is the example. Once you're able to bring in um, somebody who is a nice, uh, you, you, you merge and, and you, the infusion brings nothing but happiness and only adds layers to that positivity that I've spoken about, I can guarantee that everyone will want to come and swim in that mm. pool because not only is it sparkling clean, but out, around the outside, let's say it was you know, margaritas that you do want to drink, you're in a house that you like, you've got the car that you want, your family's there as an example, maybe you've got kids together, you can see how much happiness if yeah. that's the person's happiness will be in that those two individuals lives and i think that's where the magic happens when yeah. people focus on improving themselves then yeah. the
1: rest will you'll just bring everybody with you on well, that journey yeah i mean no one walks into any type of relationship mm. i don't it doesn't matter what it is like business love whatever uh wanting um not wanting something right they mm. always want they walk into it because they expect that the other person is going to bring value to them mm. right so you should not be thinking okay well what what am i getting out of this absolutely. who can i be to be to to give value to the other party absolutely right and if you can't focus on that then you're just going to attract absolutely. more and more in your life right Magic. is that is that how you see it absolutely yeah.
0: well, because then then if you're just speaking of your value around whether it's respect in a relationship values morals and beliefs and that's you know on all terms uh you're saving money together you're you're open your phone's sitting there the whole lot is the examples right all these different bits of value just yeah. on, on a, a relationship level do you think the other person's not going to then be able to thrive and focus on what they want to in their life? Yep. Now if I if I'm getting, you know, turning my phone over as the example, text messages are coming in, I'm holding my phone, I'm disappearing for hours, et cetera, et cetera. What are the potential chances if you were my partner for you to thrive around a business idea that you might have in your life? The potential will be more likely on myself yeah. and the focus on myself rather than mm. the business that you want to grow and thrive together in yeah. and I think once you bring that's how I go into any relationship if I meet a person do I walk away was it a positive or negative negative? and I look at the situation look if something's just happening in somebody's life I understand that if they've had a breakup yeah. deaf in the family of course they're going to be in a down state but if I meet them in an environment where they're thriving they're happy and whatever else i know that that person is somebody that i want to be around again then i look at what benefit and value did i pass on to that individual and i can guarantee when you do that without expectation it'll come back to you in abundance yeah because the person then says hey this person trusts me and you know what i trust that person as well and i'll share the knowledge and information to empower that person to be everything they want to be right And for me, I come into, as an example, come into yourself. I don't go, what can I take away from him? But what can I share with him to improve his life? And no doubt it just happens organically through conversation that allows you to say, hey, that's a great idea. And what I could do is apply that to my business, my relationship, my sporting team, or whatever it is that I'm taking into to allow me to be everything that
1: I've ever wanted to be. So I want to talk about habits. Mm. So habits are pretty tricky for me. Um you know there are a lot of books on habits. Absolutely. There are a lot of people that talk about habits Definitely. And, You know how to you know they all say if you do something for 21 days it's just going to become a habit for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Um I've done things for 30 days and didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love so my honesty. yeah. So my perspective on habits is that um, it's something that probably needs your attention and awareness and your energy to constantly keep instilling them. Absolutely. And um, you know I've struggled with certain things like like simplest things like eating clean. Absolutely. You know having a clean great, diet. Great example. Um, I love food. And I know everyone does. Like, I love food so much. <laughs> and, one <of> the <laughs> and one of the things that um, that I tend to do or used to do is um, overeating. Like, I would wow. eat in one meal or one session, like when I sit and have food for dinner, wow. like too much. But I was fortunate that my body um, kind of burns fast. Yeah. So it never really showed. Absolutely. But I wasn't healthy. Yeah. Because I was eating way more than my body should Absolutely. have, right? And at times I was able to, <coughs> excuse me, to not um, overeat. But it kept, it kept going back and forth. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, over the last two or three years, I was able to have a, a much more proper diet. But my question is, for people who, including myself, who struggle with maintaining the right habits, how do you go about that? I think when it, you hit the nail on the head right at the
0: end. And a lot of the times we have this mindset that yeah. if we fail once, we fail altogether. Yeah. And if we get into anything and we make a commitment to that for the rest of our life, we're going to accept that it's never always going to work out right. And whether, yeah. it, let's like look at the rail system within Sydney as an example. Yeah. No train, no matter how professional state rail would try and be,
1: yeah.
0: as the example, Will ever always arrive on time, and we've got to understand that that's just reality. Whether yeah. someone's held that up at a platform, whether they've had a passenger who maybe had a heart attack on a train, and then was like, mm. "Why isn't the train here on time?" Yeah. As the example, and we beat ourselves up in life when a habit has one failure, right? And we say, "Oh, you know what? I've eaten a chocolate cake today, and I'm on clean eating. Why not find a balanced lifestyle that you can do for the rest of your life, where some cake?" some pizza some ice cream even as a nutritionist and personal trainer for a long time um i would pass on to my clients and that created a mindset that they were on a journey n-
1: yeah.
0: a marathon not a sprint about learning what best work for them and sometimes what we feel works best for us ie yeah. state rail says hey we're going to put a timetable out and this is what best works for us we know by running these regular times no trains will come together yeah. There's good spacing between those trains Everyone's safe yeah. But what happens Someone has a heart attack All of a sudden there's chaos Everyone's yeah. back behind And the same principle applies in your life We have one moment And we put ourselves back And we, yeah. we start to put ourselves down But we don't accept That it's just part of the journey And right. I think the biggest thing for anything Or anyone that's watching this Is create your own habit Stick with the journey understand that failures are part of the journey and change your language to change the outcome I only say failures or mistakes for the people out there who use that language for me what was the lesson out of your perceived failure or mistake that you learned to make you better next time you got to that roundabout to allow you to exit um, in a neurological way and what I mean by that same thing your formative years you learn that Santa Claus is real and yep. over a period of time you're able to rewire yourself to mm. understand that that was just a figment that your parents had put into your brain but over a period of time you start to change and understand that yep. the, the concept of just, you know, obviously growing up as a kid when we're able to change that same principle around our own habits and rituals I can promise you that life will mm. then start to be more f- uh There'll be more happiness in your life around your own habit and rituals that you're creating. But yep. do yourself a favor, write them down. What do you want to do? Is it eat clean? Is it live a healthy life, lifestyle? Is it create a business that you know brings in whatever it is for yourself, enough income or millions of dollars for yep. yourself as the example. And at that point in time, understand that it's not, you, know, you open up a shop as an example, just down the road here in a major part of Sydney and it's not successful on your first day you've got to understand that people don't might not even know that your shop exists even though you've got the best product in that shop over a period of time by allowing people to know that that's there they then create a habit and ritual by coming yeah. back to that shop on a regular basis patience patience and yeah, if you come there one day and the shop shut what's going to happen the the individual is going to not be happy because their habit and ritual means that usually between nine and five, Jeff's shop's open and it's selling the best product, but today for some reason it's not open, so I'm going to be angry about it because that neurological pathway has been formed. Understanding that there's always tomorrow my shop's mm. going to open between nine and five again and you can come down and buy that best yep. product, then gives you acceptance that you're on a journey, not yep. a sprint race, and that's where you can change and flip your mindset.
1: Amazing. And is part of what you do and train people um, to do focuses a lot, or a fair bit, on the physical aspect from training, but also things like breath work, um, you know, or even like doing some meditation? Or is it more focusing on, you know, the mental part? How do you change how you think, your habits, and things like that? Or do you combine both? Like, how do you put everything together?
0: I think as a trainer, you understood the outcomes of putting the right fuel into your body, exercising on a regular basis. But to, for me to take it to a whole new level and get the results I did around a lot of individuals wanting to lose weight that had inbuilt negative behaviors, thoughts, beliefs yep. that were holding them back in this invisible backpack and unpack those It was about what went on above your neck yep. a- and being able to dig deep in there unpack yeah. that look at that what was the trauma what had you been told what yeah. had you been put through as an Example are you going to live that for the rest of your life? You know, let's flip that so that the rest of your life is the best of your life Right and people then started to transition and change and understand that you know They were carrying around things that someone had said to them in primary school as an example that held their whole life back by dealing with things I've had people you know uh, have gone through very traumatic things in their life as kids be- being perpetrated by other people yeah. That have been able to look at the rest of their life and say what does my best life look like from this point onwards And uh, then give them an understanding that it wasn't their ch- um, Choice or their actions that led to the actions of the individual against them is more so the other person And what was going on in their life shouldn't carry any weight in their life. We can't change what's happened, but what is the best option moving forward for that individual? We get them to write that down, have a look at it in depth. And once they see that, they're like, I'm not doing any of that. Classic example, you get anyone to write out their weekly planner. We've all got diaries, those that... Mm. trying to succeed at a higher level. And as soon as I get the individual to write it out, I could tell you what probably 99% of the population would write out wake up, eat breakfast, go to work, come home, watch TV. I shouldn't say 99% but a lot, huge 98. <laughs> a huge huge part of the population and they'll just go through this same groundhog day type, type mentality day in day out. and I, then I get them to write out what makes you happy? What are you grateful for? What does your success look like? Now, write out 10 things that you've always wanted to do in your life. Mm -hmm. Is it traveling to some particular country? Is it making a million dollars? Is it buying a house? Whatever it is, have five kids. And they write all these things out. And I say, now, tell me where it is in your planner. And they look at it and they say, I'm not doing none of it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, so I want to ask you a question. Do you feel that you're existing or do you feel like you're living? And they go, I'm just existing. I said, so now what we're going to do is find time based around your planner to start to tick off the boxes around your own happiness, not mine. I'm not telling you that you you need that Lamborghini or you've never succeeded in your life. Some people want to sew every Mm. single day on their front porch, but they want to make enough money during the week to allow them to sit on their porch over the weekend and listen to the rain, as I spoke about before, coming Mm. down on their roof while they're sewing, making... A
1: rug as an example yeah. and that's their
0: happiness, it's
1: not mine. Yeah, I, I always used to think that the worst thing that can happen to you is to want or dream about doing something or living up to something Absolutely. and not get there. Absolutely. Or let me rephrase and not do anything about it. Right? If you if you if you try very hard and you don't get there, that there's no there's no or shame in that right like if at least you've put in the work right but to constantly have something in the back of your head like oh I always uh, I want to I want to be that person or you know I want that job or I want to break into this career or I want to buy this you know uh, thing or you know I want to travel and not do anything about it and at some point this uh, complacency creeps in in the back of your head And starts telling you, you suck. (laughs) Because you're not doing anything about it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of the times, what we tell ourselves we want to do, we just don't unpack. And I I learned this lesson from a very young age, and I was very lucky. I said, you've got great knowledge based around where you've grown up. And if you were to empower other young kids to make better choices, a lot of young kids will be able to transition a lot quicker out of, you know, Getting themselves in trouble to being something of a productive member of the community. And I think for me to be able to do that, I had to understand that you have to identify what you want to change, yep. where you want to head, and how that change is going to occur. And until you do that, you're always going to be stuck in the rut of what you've mm. just spoken about. And unfortunately, a lot of people think about what they want to do. There was a study once done. Yep. I remember reading this as a kid. What did you regret most in your life? And I was asked in an old nursing home. And the answer to it wasn't like my business failed, Oh uh, yeah, I crashed my Porsche. Yep. It wasn't anything of I cheated on my partner, whatever it was, right? It was nothing of that nature. It was everything about I always wanted to go to Santorini. Yep. I always wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And that's the biggest thing I'd pass on to anybody that watches this. If you don't have a list of 10 things that you've always wanted to do, call it a bucket list, call it anything that you want to call it. And you're not ticking boxes off on a daily basis that allow you to head in the direction of those 10 things on the back end of, does it make me happy? Is it what my success looks like? Is it within the realms of my Mm. own gratitude and what I'm grateful for in my life? My question to you is Are you existing mm. or are you living? Are you ticking off boxes around that happiness, success,
1: and quality of life that you want as yep. an individual? Is 10 things too much? A lot of people say just focus on three or four or five things. Correct. Are you a fan of like just limiting them to a practical number and what is that number? Or is 10 a, like a good number? Uh, the way I broke that down is so a beautiful question to ask because
0: same if we break ourselves up into 10 different components we're giving 10 percent to each of those things right right, as an example now for me as an an individual by having my weekly slash daily planner i'm able to put those 10 things into that planner but be on a regular basis ticking off those boxes by dedicating two hours yeah and we spoke about this before the podcast i had a mindset and well-being series where I spoke to an individual in front of the group and we were breaking it down and it's all a positive conversation and we got to a point where we said you know, she's like I don't I've always wanted to start a business but I just don't have the time to right. I said do you travel to work via a car and she has I actually travel by train and I said how f- how long is the train ride she has two hours one way two hours back and I'm like oh yes yeah, so what do you do on the train She's like, I look out the window and enjoy the view. And I said, that's great. What about if you use that time, two hours, pulled out your laptop, started to create your business, and it just blew her mind and everyone's light bulb went off. But you can see people are so programmed from their formative years that she never, ever thought about utilizing that time on her train ride to create everything that she wanted in her Mm. life around her own success, happiness, and quality of life. She's got kids. That... Abundance about creating her success based around her as an individual She's now well on her way to creating a business that allows her to live a better quality of life Leave something behind for her kids. She feels happy and content her gratitude's there and all of a sudden all these You know boxes of positivity are being ticked off on a regular basis to do so and take you back to your question Dedicate some time in your daily slash weekly planner on a regular basis yep. around those 10 things. And that becomes a part of your 100% for the week. 100% of your passion, not your workload. Change your language to yep. change the c- outcome. Change it around your passion yep. and what makes you happy, what makes you successful, sorry, yep. what makes you successful around how you perceive that sure. to improve your quality of life. And I promise you, you'll flip.
1: You'll flip your whole life um three sixty I'm a big believer yeah. totally so um what 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 would you say to people who are startup founders or people who work in bigger organizations and lead teams um you know I know part of what you've been doing is train um you know leaders in different organizations and and do trainings for um, corporations and businesses. So what would you say like, are the top three things I need to focus on to improve the f- performance of my team or my organization from a human resources perspective?
0: Absolutely, I'd say first thing, be present. Um, first and foremost, and the reason why I say be present, by listening you'll understand what's actually going on in your environment. To be able to create change, you need to know what your environment's actually what's happening in your environment. I.e., if you're at war and bullets are flying by yourself, yep. and you have no awareness, and you stick your head up and start running. More than yes. likely, you're going to be hit by a bullet. Being present and listening to your workers who have something new in their invisible backpack, you're able to help that individual yep. take that out of their backpack and start to deal with it. Secondly, deal with the individual. And get them to write out exactly what their happiness, success and quality of life looks like And unpack the invisible backpack If you don't do that, you're going to get a person who shows up to work They've got great intent They've got every bit of intent Mm. possible Now, let's give an extra layer of perspective to this If I train that person on a regular basis and I feed them the right foods I can guarantee they're going to show up at work Ready to go, fueled like mm. a ferrari ready to go at full pace down the street right yeah. because they're high performing si- performing their body yeah. on an individual level if we allow their invisible backpack to then hold them back it's like anything try and run down the street with a 20 q- kilo plate in your backpack mm. on a 5k run and see how you go with that yep. and that's what we're doing to workers. we're sending them in with all this trauma and as much as they've got great intent for the organization brand or Mm. company that they're working for they still got this stress going on in the background and you've got to understand if stress in the background we're splitting this individual's potential up into 50 50 Mm. and they've got a hundred percent commitment to the company but 50 percent energy to give to that company and that means that they need to change and rewire themselves um by unpacking Mm. that invisible backpack and dealing with that trauma as a leader and individual it's your duty to then look after your team and make sure as you run across that war field that you're telling everybody to duck and get everything that they possibly can and move in a, a strong fashion together as a unit to get the most out of one another. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, change your language to change the outcome. Yeah. You will never get performance. And always, when I say change your language to change the outcome, what is the benefit? and value of a situation, even if it's perceived as a negative, a failure, a mm. mistake? What was the lesson and benefit you got out of it? Was it a positive or negative? And then create solutions moving forward. So when you come back to that same situation and you're on that warfield and you know that you get to this hill, but if we come down here, this embankment, we're going to be safe and covered and we can go around the side and flank them. You've learned a lesson that's improved your outcome, if that makes sense, and and that's the biggest thing. We often focus so much on a solution. You know, this individual is causing so much drama that that then becomes the focus, and there is no yeah. solution. On the flip side, oh. and, and that's the biggest. I think one of the, and that comes from a lot of life. People watching you know, Soapies, I was going <laughs> yeah. to name a couple, but look, people get caught up yeah. in the drama of a situation, and the neurological pathways get formed around gossip being a part yeah. of their DNA their software their lifestyle and until we change that and we start to look at something different around productivity and proactive nature of being in that workforce we'll never change that individual and that means taking you back to step two and unpacking what that individual's DNA slash software is actually built into Mm. their brain to allow them to create a new
1: neurological pathway that creates more positivity positive outcomes in their life yeah I think you touched on something really powerful which is um understanding what makes them tick. Absolutely. You know, I I used to work for companies and I had jobs that I I hated. Absolutely. And I just I wasn't productive. You know, whichever way I was good at what I did in a way, I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't as productive as I should have. And um, you know, it goes without a saying, if you love what you do, you're going to be very productive, right? 100%. So it's about how Absolutely. you as a Manager as a founder, as a business leader, how do you find um, the right people for the right job, but also how do you reposition things sometimes to get um, people to to do the things that makes them tick? I think the biggest
0: thing is finding people who have passion for your industry that's the yeah. first thing you touch on something if I don't if I don't go for a particular team and you tell me to come down and watch two other teams that aren't of interest to, to myself, we'll watch the game, but my yeah. drive and passion for that team isn't there as an the example. The same principle applies to, you know, you could be in an environment where your wife is there yeah, versus people who just have no value to yourself on a, excuse the language, a wife or a relationship level. Now, two totally different actions or reactions Mm -hmm. will be made from that whole situation. I think until people realize that, they've Mm got to make sure that they're hiring somebody who's passionate about it rather than somebody who's just coming coming in to make some money and Mm -hmm. pay the bills. Because most people will do exactly that. They'll just do what they need to do Mm -hmm. to get through Monday to Friday to pay their bills on the back end of that week. And then... You find that's where the angst comes in because as soon as one thing happens, they put it in their invisible backpack. And remember, they're already working in a place that they're only doing it for the money, so that's already in their backpack. And then they're starting to load it up even more. Now, so-and-so's told me that I'm no good. Someone's been drinking Mm. out of my cup at work. Another one. And all of a sudden, you can see the the angst, the anger, the stress. I've had people say, oh, mate, I get anxiety going into work. I have to pump myself up. Yep. I'm yep. like, is this a world title fight you're going <laughs> in for? And literally, this is where people are at. They're having world title yep. fights to get in their car and drive to their work. And yep. I think find your passion, whether that's you as an individual going into hmm. work for somebody, what do you like to do? Go into it. Uh, I.e., yep. you could say to me, hey, Jeff, if you, I'll pay you $12,000 to be our accountant. I'm not cool with I uh, I'm not a fan of mass or sitting there on a regular mm. basis and doing numbers. It just wouldn't work for myself and as much as you say 12 grand per week, I'm just not interested in the job because yep. that's not ticking a box around my quality of life, how my much, happiness.
1: How much if I say it, 100 grand?
0: No, it would, it would not interest Thank me. Thank you exactly. A- You've got to
1: hit that point where no kind of money Absolutely. would pay me enough to do something I don't like. And that's that's a great way of putting it because yeah. straight away you can then
0: see that isn't your passion. Yeah. And if you can, yeah, another example is some people love being with kids and they go yeah. into childcare, they're not making millions of dollars, I can guarantee that, but I can guarantee that they're happy as hell. Every time they leave their work or every time they go to go into work, knowing that little Johnny's going to be better because of the interactions that they're having because that's their passion and that's where the magic happens. And that would be something I'd pass on to any organisation, any leader that's looking to employ somebody, mm. ask them what they're passionate about 100%. and finding out whether it's going to align with yep. what your organization's values um, are. And at that point in time, yep. you'll have... Your answer right at that. You yeah. don't probably didn't need to ask any other questions other than the fact that are they ready to start yeah. and you know, dig into what their habits and rituals actually are. And yes. if you, their
1: passion is in that industry, you can help them with their habits mm. and rituals if and skills. So absolutely. take passion over knowledge and skills because everything else can be taught. Absolutely. Passion, right. because
0: the passion's there yep. you think i'm not going to want to le- learn about that girl that i've met in the nightclub that i'm passionate about wow well, she's gorgeous mm. and she says hey give me a call here's my number do you think i'm not going to want to learn everything i possibly can yep. to be a part of that p- individual's life and the same principle applies when you go into an organization yep. because you're so passionate about child care that you'll say, hey, so what do we do when parents come in and first bring their child in, X, Y, and Z, and guess what happens? That neurological pathway is built into that brain and it forms something of a, uh, almost a vault as such. It forms a little pattern of behavior that sits in your vault that you go back to because your passion was behind it and you'll never forget that.
1: Yeah, the difference in my opinion, the difference between winning businesses and those that don't win is whether the people are passionate about what they do. Because if you're, if you get paid, and I'm kind of summarizing what you just said, if you get paid enough, if if you do enough to just get paid, you're not going to be um, pouring your creativity, your, Absolutely. you know, all the great ideas, all the, you know, staying up a little bit uh, later than you should, Absolutely. to, you know, all these inches make a huge difference and if you're passionate you're just going to do all these things without thinking right so if your organization is your people are not passionate and they're in the wrong places as as definitely a recipe for not being successful absolutely Um,
0: perception correction perception correction and what that means is we often from a young age we go to school we come out of school what do we do we go straight into work right Let's find a job that will pay the bills as such. I've gone from being 18 into looking after myself. Maybe maybe I want to move into my own place and I'll take whatever job comes at me. Mm. And then that becomes a perception that that's what I need to do. I just need to find a job to pay the bills. They don't teach you to follow your passion. Mm. And I think one of the most important things, some people say, I want to become a singer and people go, I don't do that. It pays nothing, Right. But if that per- person was, let's say it was, I'll try and use a great example, <laughs> um, pick a singer of your choice, <laughs> Beyonce, right? Let's say it was Beyonce and you told this kid coming out of school, you'll never amount to anything, but she believed in herself, her voice was gorgeous, she'd been growing up singing, she'd won all these pageants, but you didn't know mm. that and you were the teacher and saying, oh, it'll never take you anywhere, love. Beyonce might say, yeah, you're right, and walk away from what was her passion. Yeah. And ultimately, we would have never heard her beautiful voice. And for us, I think that's the biggest thing. Follow your passion, and I promise you, you'll follow your happiness.
1: Yeah, and, and just to add to that, um, you got to also be realistic. And Absolutely. most people are not just passionate about one thing. There's not Absolutely. like... There are certain people that are born knowing or being passionate about one thing, right? Absolutely. But then most people have interests and passions in different things. So let's say I wanted, I felt like, since I was a kid, I wanted to be a, uh, a basketball player, yep. right? Let's just be realistic. I'm not tall enough yep. to, to make it to the NBA, right? But you could be an analyst, Absolutely. right? Or you could look at other things. So, it, love it. so it's not like that you have to, this one thing, you know, Absolutely. there's a lot of things that you find interest and, you know, passion in. Absolutely. Um,
0: and it's a great analogy yeah. with the analyst because you buy a car, you could put tinted windows in, you could put yeah. mag wheels on it, you can put shiny lights on your dash these days. Yeah. Don't get caught up in believing just because you weren't tall enough to make the NBA that there isn't so many other pathways yep. in and around that that could still fulfill your passion of happiness right and once we identify what that is for yep. yourself you can then still head down the path of basketball yep. but just in a different you know, yep. obviously in a different
1: lane amazing so uh before we wrap up if anyone wants to find you work with you um get your advice if it's a company if it's an individual how do they find you is it is the best way on Instagram, your website? Probably my website. Yeah. Um, www.jeffreymorgan,
0: j e f r e y Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N.com.au. Uh, get in contact. I, uh, I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do. I'm ticking boxes around my own happiness. And that means that I'm trying to high performance any individual I come across in their life based around what their success, their happiness and their quality of life looks like. And whether that's an organization and I go in and deal with the individual, we deal with organizations that have 3,000, 22,000 members in one of those. And we're dealing with each individual to allow them to see with total clarity around the happiness that
1: they want to live in their life so they're not existing and they're actually living. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure to uh, talk to you. And uh, I personally found a lot of value in what you just uh, shared with us today. So I appreciate it. Legend, mate. And I look forward I, to doing this again.
0: Mate, uh, thank you for having me and it's a pleasure as well. And I think the ability to share knowledge, experiences or information with other individuals who are passionate about what they do Uh, on that subject you have a look at this room and what you've built yourself you should be very proud of and it's an honor to be here as well mate so um continue your journey and continue your passion and i I look forward to seeing you strive and succeed and i'll be back anytime